the role of strength progression for hypertrophy. Okay, so this is a conversation which has been going on quite a lot over the last couple of months and quite a lot of your sort of more popular YouTubers have been commenting on it and weighing in. To really good effect, I think we're starting to get a good message out there. And when it comes to the guys that I've seen, your Jeffrey Verity Schofield, Steve Shaw, Stan Strength, Basement Bodybuilding, I think the message has been very well delivered. However, what I see is in the comments, there's still questions. So you still have the kind of progressive overload crew saying, actually, you've just got to get stronger. And then you have some people fighting back now, which is part of the message and saying, yes, you do need to get stronger, but there's a bit of a nuance to that. And I don't yet think that's been fully fleshed out. I don't think all the audience is completely on board with what we're trying to say. So I just want to add to the body of discussion. And it reminds me of when I was a school teacher. One of the things which is always true is whenever you're introducing a new topic, something which is quite challenging, quite nuanced, you have to really break it down into multiple different ways and also get quite granular for everybody to understand it. It's really the hallmark of a good teacher. So today I want to get quite granular with that topic in the hopes that for the remaining people who are watching this who don't really still quite get the role of strength progression for hypertrophy, hopefully I can clear all that up by really getting deep and granular into the whole thing. So we will begin. Now, so the way that I want to begin this discussion is I want to differentiate between the progression and the method. So think about it like this. The method are parts of your training routine which remain completely consistent. They don't change. That's the method, how you train. How you progress, the progression is parts of the routine which should move up over time. So we're going to start with the easy one. We'll start with progression. This is pretty standard. Progression can be demonstrated by weight, increased weight on the bar, increased number of reps, and also to a certain extent, increased density, which is how much work you can do in a given time period, essentially reducing your rest periods. at the expense of the method. And I think that's where the confusion is. So that's what I'm gonna cover next. Now, there's a few things to talk about here and I'm gonna just quickly run through them. So these are things which I feel you need to keep consistent in your routine for hypertrophy. And these shouldn't really be messed with that much. And then what that all should result in is your ability to see whether you're actually making progress via the progression methods I just talked about. So firstly, consistent range of motion. I think that's a really important one. You don't want to add more plates to the bar just by cutting your depth. So keep the range of motion consistent. And in general, aim for a fuller range of motion, a larger range of motion, because that will put yourself in a position where you're not able to handle as much weight than if you were to do a short range. And that's good. You want to deleverage yourself. Now, the next point is deleverage yourself. Now, going along with the previous point, the idea behind deleveraging yourself is trying to put yourself in the best position to lift, to still challenge yourself while lifting the least amount of weight. I'll give you an example. It's like high bar squat versus low bar squat. So most people can handle more weight in the low bar squat. There are people out there who believe because you can handle more weight in an exercise, 
that means it will build more muscle. There are genuinely people out there who think, let's say you're capable of doing a 100 kilo high bar squat or a 120 kilo low bar squat. There are people out there who think for that same person, just because they can handle more weight, that will induce more growth. Now, when it comes to hypertrophy training, what we're really more interested in is all of these things, the total volume, but the progression over time. We're not necessarily that interested in putting ourselves in the best leverage position to lift the most amount of weight. We're not interested in that. The thing is, trying to keep the weight lower is going to mean you are going to be capable of doing more volume at the end of the week. So it always pays to deleverage yourself to reduce systemic stress, whole body stress on the nervous system, stress on the joints, so that you are able to do more volume because that typically is associated with better growth. And the final one on this slide is consistent intraset rest periods. This is probably a new one for the community, but it's something I covered. And I, as I'm aware, I'm probably the only one who has covered it in the space, at least recently. But it's the idea that even the rest between your repetitions should remain fairly consistent. So I normally say one second between reps or about one breath. That's fine. It just keeps the flow going. So what you want to avoid is a situation where say you're squatting and you're just resting at the top for longer and longer to get more reps. That used to be very common back in the, the 20 rep squat days, but it's not a good way to measure your progress. It also leads to artificially handling more weight than you would if you'd had a consistent intraset rest period, which then means, again, the weights rocket up skyward, but actual progression isn't reflected in the weights you're lifting. So keep consistent intraset rest periods. Remember, all this is kept consistent for the goal of when you do make progress, you need to be certain that it's because you got bigger and stronger, not because you artificially elevated and cheated your way to more plates on the bar. So next is a consistent rep speed. I would recommend people stay under control. The exact speed is fairly unimportant, but you want to try and maintain tension along the full range. Next one here is moderate to high rep ranges. Just like with deleveraging yourself with the form, you also want to avoid the temptation of dropping down to lower rep ranges just to build more strength or to demonstrate more strength. Don't do that. You've got to try and keep the reps in a moderate to high rep range for the purpose of building muscle. You want to try and get that, get that, stay in that hypertrophy range. I recommend about five to 20 reps. Now you can drop it lower, drop it to singles, drop it to triples, doubles, but then there's less of a hypertrophic effect and you also don't gain anything. In fact, the only thing you, that happens is you potentially lose, you lose out because most, for most people, heavy singles, doubles and triples tend to take more of a stress on the system, on the joints, potentially on the spine and just on the nervous system. So generally not a great idea. So keep the reps moderate to high. Don't be tempted to lower the reps one or two weeks just to see where you're at. And a lot of people do that. They'll go, I just want to max out, see where I'm at, but that's a wasted training session. And not only is it wasted, but you might hurt yourself. There's no point. You want progression to come with consistent parameters and that's another couple of ways. And finally, maintain an appropriate volume. Generally, the volume should be moderate to high and that's relative to you. It's probably going to be higher than if you were strength training and that is more conducive to growth. And don't get too hung up on what exactly is high and low. I've covered that before in previous videos, but just generally for you as an individual, it's going to be moderate to high. And finally, moderate rest periods. So 
you can't really afford to be completely fresh for every set. That's not the goal of hypertrophy training either. It's the goal of strength training, sure. Like rest three to five minutes between squat sets, cool, go for it. But if you're trying to do that while maintaining a reasonable amount of volume in the gym for hypertrophy, you're going to be stuck. You'll be in the gym for ages. So feel free to train on a bit of fatigue. You don't have to be completely fresh for every set. And again, don't take that too far. I'm not suggesting you should go back into a set of squats when you're still breathing hard, but get your breath under control and go. So the analogy is, if you want to pass an exam, and in this case, you know, that's analogous to the goal of hypertrophy. You've got to pay attention in class. You've got to revise, take extra study, all that kind of stuff. Now, that's the method. Okay, so it's all these things I've stated. But you don't want to pass the exam by breaking the method. Right? Never mind about the method. What I'll do instead is I'll write the answers on my sleeve, I'll copy somebody else. That's false progression. Yeah, maybe you pass the exam. But it's not going to mean that you have any knowledge about the subject. It's not going to mean you'll be able to pass a different exam. In fact, you've just created a sense of false progression, which is what happens when people prioritize strength over the method. And that's the analogy. And that's really the punchline of all this. Yes, strength progression, reps, density, maybe range of motion, all are forms of measuring progress over time, but they should not be done by compromising the method. And that is what is the punchline of this video. And the method is all those ways to outline, like eight or nine different ways. You shouldn't compromise on that just to get more weight on the bar. And that is the very granular, detailed answer about the role of strength progression for hypertrophy. And there it is. And I don't think it's been broken down in quite that detail by anyone. And I think, as, as I said at the beginning, I think part of introducing a new concept to a class or a community of people is you have to get granular for some people. I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of you guys really understood it, but I still saw questions in the comments when I talked about this kind of stuff. And people were still very confused about the role of strength progression for hypertrophy. So hopefully I've clarified that. Like, yes, you're gonna get stronger over time. Sure, you're gonna add more reps to the bar. Sure, you're potentially going to increase the density of the workout. Sure, you might even increase the range of motion. Sure, but none of that should compromise the actual method. And that's the tenets of at least how I train my clients, how I train myself. So hopefully that was was easy to understand. I know it's a nuanced topic, but there you go. Now, I think part of being in a community of peers and trying to put your message out there is encouraging discussion. And uh, I think there can be a bit of a scarcity mindset sometimes because we're all coaches, like these people here. Most people are coaches anyway. And oftentimes there can be a bit of trying to hold on to your client base and stuff. But for, I think we lift everybody up if we engage in each other's videos and these comments and each other's messages, because we're all basically trying to say the same thing. So I've listed here a bunch of guys who also create YouTube content who are specifically hypertrophy focused. So all of you guys here, who I consider my YouTube family, it would be nice if you weighed in on what I've said. And hopefully I think you'll agree it's added to the discussion, which um, you've all done very well. But I think as evidenced by the people in the comments who are still asking questions, I think it needed a bit more explaining. So it'd be nice to get your perspective. So just to summarize this, some closing thoughts. Strength progression for hypertrophy, I feel is actually very simple to understand. I don't think it's complicated in the way that I've broken it down. 
it's just one of many ways you can measure progress. So that is adding weight to the bar, adding reps, increasing density, all the different things I said, and way more. However, that progression should not break the method. And that's the punchline. So hopefully that all makes sense and clears it up. But that is how I coach my clients. We have a set progression. We have a set method in place. And then progression only comes if we're not compromising those tenants of how we train, because that's a lot more important. I would love to hear from you guys in the comments to see if that has finally put the nail in the coffin or if there are any more questions which arose out of that, because if so, then that's fine. We can talk about it some more and it would be nice to hear from those guys about what they thought of the video. So I'm not going to tag them in actually. So if they see this, it'd be nice to hear their opinion. Otherwise I'm sure they'll maybe get wind of it at some point, but in any case, I will call it there. I will leave you to the rest of your day. Have a nice weekend, everyone. Peace out.